Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage, where I continue taking a look at the Jewish cemetery, situated in Happy Valley and first set up in 1855. My guides are Howard Elias and April Kaminsky, both board members of the Jewish Historical Society of Hong Kong. Howard Elias also looks after the cemetery. Here we have the grave of Reverend Max Wolf, revered father, who was born in a place called Kadankur land, and he died in Hong Kong in 1868. Where's Kadankur Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't know because I don't think it exists anymore, but we, we I got an email from his great-grandson last year who told me that Kadankur land was part of, or is part of, uh, Latvia, Western Latvia, near the border of Poland. And he told me the story was that um, Max and his daughter Augusta came to New York in about 1850. He left his wife behind because she didn't want to travel. So he and his daughter came, and and I heard from, I got another email from somebody else in Boston who said that Max Wolf was the minister of a synagogue in Boston. He published a book in 1869 called Explication of the Engraving Called the Origin of Rites and Worship of the Hebrews. Wow. Sounds really boring. <laughs> but in the late 1860s or early 1870s, he received a commission from the Sassoon family, from David Sassoon, to come to Hong Kong to to run the Jewish community here. So he and his daughter, Augusta, they made their way to San Francisco. This I heard from the great-grandson. Made their way to San Francisco. Uh, she ended up meeting a Jewish fellow there when, when Max felt that his daughter was in good hands. He left her there in San Francisco, where her descendants still live today. And he came to Hong Kong by himself around uh, 18, in the 1860s. And you can see he died in 1868, so he didn't live here for very long. And um, we don't know if he died of uh, natural causes or, or of illness. So do you have reverends as well as rabbis? No, we don't. Typically, if, if we use the word reverend, it means he's not a rabbi. He's just a learned man. So, no, we don't use this word. And that's why it's, it's a very interesting uh, uh, term to see on a Jewish gravestone. So did the wife stay in uh, Karankulan? Apparently, yes, she did. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Yes, I guess. In, I mean, it's interesting in these days of flights and Internet, isn't it, that, uh, you know, we, we have much more international families. And in those days, they wouldn't have seen one another for years at a time, if at all. If at all. If at all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, dear. <laughs> well, I think it's a little interesting that he takes the daughter and leaves the wife behind. But whatever. <laughs> I think it's fascinating that in, in the Jewish cemetery you've got these different communities of, you know, as you say, Eastern Europe, the U.S., uh, Iraq. So people uh, will worship in different places in Hong Kong. That's right. So we have, what, seven communities now? Yeah, we, we can't keep track. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, depending on uh, your level of, of observance, the style that you uh, are used to in your own home country, so you can pick and choose. Here we're standing at the grave of Charlotte Godkin, who was a lovely lady. I remember her. I first came to Hong Kong and she was still alive. She was a, a real dedicated person to the Jewish community, to the Jewish Women's Association of Hong Kong, which is now, what, 67 years old or something like that? Yeah, 67 years old. You can see on her grave there's some Russian writing at the bottom of it. It's because uh, she was one of these white Russians who, who came. I think she was born in, in, in Harbin, if I'm not mistaken. So describe to me again, um, I mean, I've touched on white Russians in, actually on, on another program about the Hong Kong Cemetery, but these would have been Jewish white Russians coming from where? They would have come mostly from eastern, uh, eastern Russia, from Vladivostok. We have a woman here who was born in Vladivostok, um, Harbin, typically not from the west, although we, you know, we actually we do have somebody from Kiev, and they were fleeing the, uh, the Russian Revolution and, and, and the pogroms, a lot of pogroms. And so they started coming 
around, I think, the 1920s. And um, they, a lot of them, they went to Shanghai, and then some of them from Shanghai ended up coming here, and some of them came directly here. We can see that th we have Hebrew, we have English, and there's even a little bit of Russian on her grave. So uh, it's very, again, it talks a little bit about who, who she really was, right? Right behind her, we have a woman here, Gladys Dorothy Leff, who unfortunately died at 49 years old. And I received an email from her daughter about two years ago, and the daughter said that her late husband, the daughter's late husband and her, uh, came to Hong Kong in 1965. Her husband was Chinese. And so she, she was living in Hong Kong. The daughter was living in Hong Kong. And she decided to bring her mother and father out with her. And the mother died very soon afterwards, so she's buried right here. The father ended up going back to Australia. Uh, I guess to live... Oh, he, he, there was nobody else. He was living by himself in Australia. And about a year or two later, he came, he developed uh, leukemia. So the daughter brought him back out here to to uh, live out his days here in Hong Kong. So these are two people who really were not residents of Hong Kong, or they were very, very short residents of Hong Kong, but they have this connection as well. So we've just come up a few steps past a nice little fountain in a pond so I'm, I'm sure that's keeping the frogs happy at the moment. Yeah, we used to have fish in there but the, fortunately the fish passed away and now we have uh, at least one frog and I see little tadpoles in there now so I guess we're going to start raising frogs in there. My understanding is there's another cemetery here in Hapa Valley that has the same uh, pond but theirs doesn't work and ours does. So this is our big claim to fame, that after 150 years, our pond still works. But we actually have to repair it every few years. And behind us, of course, we've got a, a temple. That's right. So this is, a, this is a Buddhist temple, and it's attached to a, a school. And it, it goes over our entranceway with a, with a walking bridge. So it's very nice. And that's why people don't know about us here. We're, we're really hidden. Yes, it's a, it's a lovely little area. So we've come up the steps, and what grave have we come to see? So this is the grave of Harry O'Dell, and people who've been in Hong Kong for certainly longer than me would remember who Harry was. Uh, he was born, actually his name wasn't O'Dell, it was Harry Obadovsky. He was born in Cairo in 1896 to Russian Jewish parents, and he was educated in Shanghai, which is very weird. Like, how does somebody from Cairo... How do Russians get to Cairo, and then how do they go to Shanghai? That, that one I haven't been able to figure out. And then he, he came to Hong Kong. I don't really know exactly when, but he worked, apparently he worked as a tap dancer in Nagasaki before World War I. This guy, was, this guy was a real character. This is a limerick. Yeah. <laughs> Harry was a tap dancer in Nagasaki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, just, that's the start of a novel. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> Following the war, he moved to Hong Kong. He changed his name to Odell. He married into a wealthy family of jewelers, apparently. And he was wounded during the, the, the defense of Hong Kong in 1941. So, again, very similar to everybody else who lived here in Hong Kong. So was time. he a volunteer? He or? was a volunteer, and he, and he was wounded. Following the war, he started a film distribution business, and he was a major force behind the construction of the City Hall Theatre Complex. So and he was given the MBE. So he was uh, he was very very uh, well known in Hong Kong, very beloved, and uh, and a big com big contributor to life general life in Hong Kong. Yeah, a very colorful man, I'd imagine. Very colorful, yeah, yeah a real Super. empresario. We also have somebody back at the, at the other area where we were, Ira Kay. And Ira Kay, American fellow, he started uh, UA Cinemas and CityLine. So, again, uh, somebody else who contributed to the general improvement of Hong Kong. This little area here is just for children, as you can see. 
um, or it says Baby Mary Shaw in 1964. We have a couple here that I want to just mention. We have um, two sisters, Goldina and Bessie Blumenthal. Um, Bessie died, uh, she wasn't even a month old, in 1909, and her sister died a year and a half later at the age of six months old. Um, we don't know if it was genetic or if it was uh, infection. Right. It's quite possible that some of these children here did die of uh, epidemic. Very but that's uh, so tragic for the parents, isn't oh, it? Two, yeah. two daughters uh, dying so young. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting before you were commenting about um, how Harry Adele was uh, a volunteer here. I've noticed that there are uh, a couple of other soldiers here. Right, there are a few others. There, there's, an, there's a grave of a woman, uh, Evelyn Stewart-Smith, who passed away here. She lived here for about two years in 19... I'm trying to remember, 1929 or something like that, and she died a couple years later. And part of her grave has a stone dedicated to her son, who died in uh, World War One in action in uh, France in World War One, and his body was never found. So I guess this was something that she wanted to do, and so she specified that they should put a memorial plaque up for her son. There's a plaque in the Ohalea Synagogue also memorializing. Jewish soldiers yeah. that fought and di died here, I suppose, as well. Yeah, uh, uh, apparently in the um, in the military cemetery here in Stanley, there are seven Jewish graves. Um, we know that because they're marked with uh, Jewish stars. Um, so these are people who died in action. So yeah. we we have a, a lot of the ones here that are that are not marked. And typically, if if a baby dies before uh, it's a month old, we we put a, an unmarked grave in. Um, this one here very sadly died on his, on his first birthday, so there, it is marked. But these other ones, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that are not marked. And these are typically babies that died before they reached a month old. There is a, there is a grave down on the first level where the baby was also about three weeks old. They, that family decided they did want to put up a proper stone, but they don't have to. There's also some, uh, a member of the community that buried a body part. That Apparently, was lost, yes. a limb. Yeah. So that is in the cemetery also. Yeah. I'm not sure if they marked it or not. No, it's not marked. I, I actually I don't even know where it is. Yeah. Somebody does know where it is. Yeah. Obviously the person who buried it. So they, they, they lost a leg, a limb, and I guess the tradition is that we have to bury that as well. well you, it's on its own. Yeah, you bury it, and then when the person dies, you, you dig it up and put it with the rest of the body. And bury it again. So the body has to be together? It should be, yeah. There's a whole big uh, discussion now about um, organ donation, that uh, some people feel that we shouldn't, Jews shouldn't uh, donate organs. But many rabbis now have come out and said, no, no, organ donation is acceptable, and they're encouraging Jewish people to, uh, to be organ donors. But many Jews still believe that we shouldn't be, that we should be buried whole. So we're back over the, in the area where we were mentioning previously about Harry O'Dell. So and near him is? Uh, here we have Leon Weil, who died at the age of 38 in Sham Shui Po uh, POW camp in 1944. So these were, just like uh, many other foreigners who lived here in Hong Kong, they were interned um, at, uh, in Sham Shui Po, and many of them died, and Leon was one of them, unfortunately. So this is his uh, father's grave, Albert, and Rosie, I think, is right behind us here. So the whole family was living here. Very tragic to have their, their son... Uh, die in, in such horrible circumstances, but that's that's what life was in Hong Kong back then. The last one I want to show you is the grave of Abraham Moses Alvarez Vega. Okay, so we got to go up to the fourth level to take a look.
This is such an electric view right here. If you yeah. look at the different kinds of graves there are above, below, round, pillar. Look, you have Morris Weil, who yeah. was his uncle. You have Morris Weil, who has the same stone as Reverend Max Wolf. That could just be, they say, oh, I like that one. Copy it. You know, this is the place where things get copied. They <laughs> <laughs> quickly send it out to Shenzhen. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, what? We, we say it jokingly, but it's very true that people come to the cemetery and they say, oh, I like that stone. Yeah. And so we'll have stones that are repeated, you know, like carvings that are repeated <laughs> through families that have no relationship. No, we have one, that a fellow who unfortunately died last year, a very young man, a British guy who was a teacher here. And the family, actually, they, when they came from England, they looked around the cemetery and they said, we like this design. And so they, they, his, his stone is, is this scroll, but it's out of, it's out of uh, granite, whereas this is uh, marble. So they just use different material, but they like the design. So we've been talking about the, the issues uh, or the traditions surrounding um, burial. So cremation is not allowed under, in the Jewish religion? Yeah, cremation is not allowed. Having said that, God gives us free will. We can do whatever we want, uh, but cremation is a no-no. Tradition is a traditional no-no, thank you. Um, also, burial at sea, that's something I was thinking of for myself, you know, because it's sort of environmentally friendly. But apparently, we're not allowed to be buried at sea if we weren't at sea when we died. So, And then even people who die on cruise ships, because these days cruise ships make stops, they're not supposed to just, uh, you know, under Jewish law, they shouldn't request to be thrown overboard. Um, they have to go to the next port of call. So in the old days, when they were on boats crossing the Atlantic or the Pacific, and it took months... Yeah, they, they were buried at sea, but these days burial at sea is uh, very rare for Jewish people. So this is the third level. This is my latest pride and joy. We have nine stones here. The 60s, yeah, they're mostly from the 1960s. And, oh, here's one. We have uh, Isaac Levy, Sonny, Sonny Goldenberg, who was killed in action on December the 23rd, 1941. So he was defending Hong Kong. My thanks to Howard Elias and April Kaminsky for showing me around the Jewish cemetery in Happy Valley. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. <laughs>